Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my right, we have... Teresa. And to my left, we have... I'm Sean. And our special guest calling in via Skype today, we have Connor Myers... What? Um, I messed <laughs> that up. Julius Myers Norton. Say that one more time. My whole name is Connor Julius Myers Norton. Perfect. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm not going to get it right. I know that was, seems easy, but... Um, terrible i'm i'm bad with memory and bad with everything so (laughs) but thank you for uh coming on with us and uh contacting us after we put a wrap-up up of your episode um we had to i had to go in as soon as i saw you comment on it i was like oh man sean and i we were not happy at the end of this wrap-up episode and i want to make sure that we clarify that we weren't mad at you we were just oh, trust me, you guys got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So there is that. I mean, Teresa's okay, been kicking our butt all season with her picks for the episode. So it's like we you never know what's going to happen. We thought we might be able to get a little bit of a comeback and we ate, we uh, ate our own words yeah, again. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's get right into our questions here. Um, so Connor, you were on season 5, episode 22 for The Killage. Mm-hmm. And our first question for you was when you found out you were going to be on the show or, or prior to going to the, the show for the re- episode recording, did you do anything to prepare for it? They uh, they called me three days before I went up. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So it didn't leave you very much time to prepare then, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, it, it gave me just enough time to panic and buy a whole bunch of supplies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, but before that, I had been, you know, generally timing myself while I worked, and I could produce blades within the required time period, so I wasn't worried. Cool. Cool. And you do move at a um, a very fast pace from the way that they, you showed it in the episode. Like, yeah. you even said, that's your normal pace, is, is moving quickly and, and getting stuff done, so. I was actually done the first challenge a little over 45 minutes beforehand. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting on my anvil, and Jay just gave me that look of, you should be doing something, <laughs> to the sander, and just started polishing my blade more. Yeah. Um, what was your first thought when you saw that giant ball bearing? I was just thankful it wasn't Camstra Damascus. Because <laughs> oh. uh, I've, uh, I've memorized most types of steels, because I, I purchased a $360 textbook on steel. So I memorized the heat treating patterns for most general purpose steels, and I already knew that the uh, the heat treating guide for 52100. So I wasn't really worried about that. Okay, cool. Um, have you ever forged a large ball bearing before? No, but I have forged ball bearing raceway, much smaller, but oh, same. Okay. St- right. Okay. Did you know any of the other contestants that were on your episode before you got there? I've talked to Kurt online because he runs a company called Freehill Blades, and I've uh, you know messaged him a couple times, asked him how he does certain things, that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, the next one, Chris wrote. I'm gonna oh, ask I, you to ask it. Oh, I didn't really have a question there. I was just a note more that. Um, so, your nickname is the Condor, and you said it was because your long arms. Is that a name you picked up in like school or? That was picked up in, in uh, late elementary school, sort of middle school at the time. That's a pretty good nickname. 
It is. There's uh, worse nicknames to pick up in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, the length of one of my arms is over 36 inches. So. <laughs> Did you play basketball or anything? Both arms. It, were you good in any sports because of that? Not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. People always expected me to be fantastic at basketball, but I do absolutely nothing. I can dribble the ball, but that's about it. Oh, okay. Get in the way. Um, so should I go? All right. So, yeah, uh, when you lost the pen cap and you asked Brian if it was in your hair, was that a dig at his glimmering baldness? No, no. <laughs> I, I misplace all of my tools all the time. I think I have a pen in my pocket right now. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I, I purchase dozens of blue Sharpies because blue is the easiest to see. That's why they use it in die chem. And I just lose them all over the place. Um, well, that's a good, that's something, to, yeah. something to take note of. All right. Uh, when you watched the episode, were you surprised to hear all the judges commenting, including... Um, Jay Nielsen's Latin in reference to your water anointing there. Oh, that. Um, I wasn't very surprised, but the thing that they uh, they added for my explanation, that was cut together. That was 100% cut together. Oh. I, uh, I'm rather uh, lengthy in my explanations of things, so they just shortened it up a bit, but uh, it also took out the more pertinent parts where I was explaining that I was using it to judge temperature because right. when you lick water onto a hot blade it makes a specific pop sound and if you memorize the sound of the pop you know exactly what temperature it's at oh okay I think we did something similar when we were working with Theo yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was more just to make just to sure it was, it was yeah. not too hot to touch right. but um, yeah, that makes sense yeah, uh, the Japanese use that same technique to figure out their tempering temperatures because they don't use the color because they're in a dark forge flick it on there and when it, it when it hits the right temp it makes a certain pop and then they quench it back in water and it's done tempered. Hmm. Right. So when you grab the wire brush to use as a spacer in the vise, did you even bother to look to see if there was scrap wood around or was that just the first thing you saw and I, I knew I needed some soft wood to just space out the vise and the handle, the, the, the wire brush handle was 12 inches too long, so got off an inch or two of it. Hey, and I mean, th those things are cheap anyway. I mean, they can get another one. $10 at yeah. the most. <laughs> but uh, I did make that snarky comment. It was brand new and I wanted to ruin it. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but obviously I did. Right. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was quite dehydrated throughout most of the filming, so I don't know what I was doing. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I believe oh, yeah. that. We've heard a mixture of it gets ungodly hot, and then some people say, well, it wasn't actually as hot as I was expecting, so you never really know. I've worked in hotter conditions because I've worked in a school before running 12 forges all at once, and it gets really hot, but it was mostly the anxiety that we had and the fact that we were working every single day until 9.30 at night. Oh, yeah. 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 It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Teresa's turn? My turn? We switched. We're at whatever. order. Yeah, whatever. Hey, did you see Mark drop his blade in the quench tank when you were working? I didn't see anything. I uh, I was absolutely tunnel visioned. It was nothing but me and my cameraman. And I was I was actually spending half of my time just talking to my cameraman. Because oh. 
when I work and if there's someone near me, I go into teacher mode and I'll just tell them things. So I was just talking to my cameraman and that's probably half of the reason why they couldn't use my footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we were watching it the second time around, I could see that your thumb was actually further from the blade than originally thought when you were doing the saw thing. So though I am concerned about safety and your safety, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, what are you showing us now? <laughs> yeah, right there. I uh, nearly cut my thumb off with a bandsaw in 2016. Oh. Oh, did, I think I saw a picture of that posted on your Instagram. Yeah. Actually, while we're talking about that, an Instagram question I have marked down here from a more recent one that you posted. You had a pretty nasty cut on your leg, and you had mentioned in the comments of that picture that you were testing a competition chopper on a piece of rope. Yes, yes I was. And so, so what exactly happened? <laughs> it cut so well that I overshot and hit myself in the leg. And and it, so, did that actually go down to the bone? Yeah, it oh. bounced off the bone. It's a, it was really lucky because where it hit, there's a whole bunch of tendons, but it went directly in between the tendons. Oh, nice. Oh, oh you lucked out. <laughs> but it, it did uh, bounce off the bone and didn't even make chips there. All right. What were you thinking when they cut an hour off the clock in round two? Um, I, you know, you did mention it during the uh, your synopsis there that I, I did a, a little panic a little bit, and it was more than a little bit of panic. <laughs> it was quite a bit of panic. Um, one of the uh, one of the people on set came by to ask questions, do a tiny little interview, see what my thoughts are, and I was on the belt sander at that moment, and I just turned to him and said, "You need to go away for ten minutes and let me finish working on, and then I'll get back to you." <laughs> I could not have any distractions at that moment, and uh, it was in that that ten, uh, first ten minutes that I made my mistake on the handle, which is what hurt Jay's finger. Oh, okay. I think my handle's a lot better than that. I just want to say that. I know <laughs> better. It's just when you're working fast on a sander and you're using a belt that you're not used to, it just takes off way more. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. I normally do most of my handle work off by hand. All the finish work is done by hand with sandpaper and a sanding stick. It's just the general shaping that's done on the sander. And that's before I even glue it. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a lot of my hand. Um, when Jay on a handle sometimes. <laughs> when Jay told you your handle was digging in and your blade chipped, did you think you were done for? No. Um, I've, I've worked with antler before, um, trying to chop it off of the skull of a deer. It's very difficult and it even chipped the axe I was using. Oh. And if it chips an axe, it's going to chip a thin knife. Oh, right. sure. I knew it was going to come back with some damage of some sort. Um, it was the handle that I also knew was going to happen, but it did dig me a little bit because I, I, I take pride in my handles. So. I think they, they're starting to like this antler chop because they used it in the episode 23 also. Yeah. So that might it be is, a thing a going forward. Destruction. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolute destruction. They're going for it. So yeah. <laughs> on set, uh, they actually give uh, gave Jay Nielsen a bit of a nickname. They call him Half-Day Jay, because if he breaks your knives, they get to go home at a half-day. Whoa! <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. That's a, that's a new one. That's a new name we haven't heard from him. Okay, that's <laughs> interesting. All right, so you did manage to move into round three because 
was Curtis, whose blade, yes. uh, blade broke. In a uh, perfect world, Curtis should have beaten me. He absolutely should have. He has way more experience than I do. Right. He, yeah, he, he got a, a tough roll of the dice there, I guess, because the way um, he got that hidden kind of a crack in, in underneath it where you can't really tell. Overshoot the temp just slightly. It throws your hardness way out of whack. I, I could give you a, an hour-long lecture on the way that grain size affects brittleness and uh, metallurgy and all that great nonsense, but uh, I don't think that we have that much time. <laughs> Not today. Yeah. But Sean and I, we're on the verge of building our own forge. So one day we might contact you for a little bit of a lesson. Yeah. yeah. So, Atlas Rob, they make some good burners. Who is that? I think I believe it's Atlas Forge Co. Atlas Forge. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check them out. All right. Add them to our list. Of Duly all noted. Duly noted. <laughs> all right. So for round three. Um, the quench tank that you used when you were doing the killage, did you have to build that prior? Like, did you already have that, or did you build it for the show? I had to build that from scratch. Just bought some some wood, caulked it, screwed it together. Um, it was actually also the same box that I used to ship it. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I, I poured the oil out, scrubbed it out, and then plopped the uh, knife in there with some supports and uh, chipped it out. Oh, perfect. Well, that brings up a question that we had. Do you do you have to ship it? Like, do you have to build no. whatever container, or you have to build the container? But they put the uh, the label on it. They pay for it. Oh, okay. So you have to build the container. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, In the five days. Uh, you have to build it on the last day. Okay. So before your camera crew leaves. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, which of the three tests made you the most nervous? Um, definitely the barrel. Yeah, because uh, there are a few things that are harder to break than a sprung oak barrel, and that was a brand new sprung oak barrel. Oh yeah. You can't even get through that with an axe. Oh yeah, I believe it. So that's tough. Just ask the cops in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, who's next? It's me? Yeah. Are we down. are we gonna go down this route? We kinda of already mentioned that one a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess we don't need that one. Alright. So, as we can see on the video and the Instagram post that you had put up after the show, you got a haircut when you won. Um, did you end up donating that hair to charity? Um, not quite yet. I've been looking around at the different charities because some of them they sell their wigs and some of them they give them away and I've just been trying to figure out which one's the best one to give it to. I donate mine to children with hair loss. Yeah, every every few years Teresa chops hers down and, and donates it, so. Yeah, I collected for a couple of years because, for the same reasons, but the most recent one I actually found a site, they take gray hair, they take dyed hair if it's not bleached um, and I they give it to the kids. Children with hair loss. Yay, philanthropy. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't saving my hair for that reason. Oh. That was <laughs> it's yeah, probably a similar reason to why I'm growing out the beard. I just 
just gonna let it keep going, you know. Let it see children. What it gets to. You're gonna give it to children? No, no, no. I'm not growing it out for philanthropy. Oh. I'm just growing it out to grow it out. Okay. I don't think any I, kids uh, would want this after where I'm done with it. I've decided that I'm going to grow this out until the next time I'm on. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, how long have you and your partner been running Igneous uh, Edge Tools? Officially, we've been running it since September 2017. Okay. So coming up on a year. Yep. Awesome. And that's how long we've been paying taxes for. Uh, officially, we've been uh, been running it for a little bit longer than that, but we weren't making any money. Right. When did you start bladesmithing? Um, I started going. Uh, started spending a lot more time learning smithing in general. Um, when was it? I want to say February. Uh, no. Yeah, it was April of 2015. Um, I had been rejected from the Marine Corps and I needed something to do with my life. So I uh, went and learned smithing. It's huh. an interesting path to take. Yeah. Depression does things to you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you seem to have taken to it, though. I mean, yeah, you, you've managed to do a really great job with just a few years of experience there. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Even in high school, I was really, uh, really into metallurgy and stuff like that. And I had even started making my own armor. I was making chainmail and uh, beating plate into shape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Um, I made a uh, spalder and a set of uh, knee protection. I believe they're called cops or some nonsense like that. I haven't looked into it in a while. But I was going to make a full set of armor, and then I decided it was way too much work. Yeah, it is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I have no plans for that. Um, is there a material and style you prefer when forging blades? Hmm? Is there a particular material and style you prefer when you forge blades? Uh, material, I like to use uh, low alloy steel, uh, usually W2 tool steel, which has nothing but uh, iron and carbon in it. Um, and style is sort of a brute to forge, sort of just a, a work knife style. Um, I do a, a, an interesting little integral guard in my knives. It's basically a, a piece of the handle that's pulled out into more or less a, a blade shape, but it's just forward of the, uh, of the hand, past the edge of the blade, so it covers your hand up nice. Doesn't rub on you too bad. Uh, besides blades, is there a popular thing that you make? Uh, at this moment, I'm making nothing but blades. Um, I used to make uh, spike tomahawks, but that was when I was really starting. Um, really, it's just blades. Uh, I, I, I do quite enjoy making swords. I'm working on a couple of them right now. In fact, I just broke one in half yesterday because I was impatient. Oh, yeah, I saw we saw the picture of that, and that was I was gonna ask you about that one too. So that had to do with um, an incorrect heat treating. Uh, that was because well, firstly because I used an unknown steel. I used a what was normally called a thermite button. Um, that's what's left over when you weld two pieces of railroad track together with thermite. It flows out the sides and goes into a little crucible. Oh, and. It makes a really interesting looking steel, but it's it can be of questionable quality, and I just didn't temper it enough. I should have 
tempered it to a, a light blue color, but I just did straw color. Sean and I, we're, we're looking to build a forge. We've been doing a lot of research. We've been asking everybody we talked to the same question. Um, so beyond taking a class, do you have any other beginner's tips that you can provide? Uh, for making a forge or just for forging in general? Forging in general. Go to a class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, when I first started, I spent six months tinkering around in my friend's backyard with a crappy coal forge running anthracite, and I knew absolutely nothing. And I made a pair of tongs, I was beaten on railroad spikes, and I was terrible. And after two classes, that was two weeks, because they were week-long classes, I was far superior to what I had been at just two weeks beforehand. But uh, expect blisters. After the first two days, you'll have blisters about the size of quarters in your hands. Oof. Yeah. All right. Most classes, it will be five days of continuous forging. I like it. Just general yeah. yeah, we're okay with that. We, well, we got to figure <laughs> out when we could do that. Yeah. But um, uh, I would, uh, if you're in the East Coast, I suggest Touchstone Center for Crafts. It's the school I was working at, and uh, they have some of the most affordable classes in the area, on the East Coast at least. Uh, and, where, whereabouts is that based out of? Uh, it's uh, about 80 miles south of Pittsburgh. Okay. That's not it's so in the Laurel. Which is also eight hours away. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I drove six hours to get there, so. Yeah. That's not bad. Well, we'll take it into consideration. Good information. Give it good information. Yes. Duly noted. That's one of the best equipped forges in the U.S. So oh, wow. in the um, What do you think of Knife or Death? Knife or Death. It is a... It is a very silly TV show, <laughs> but they're willing to give people 20 grand, so I uh, I would be up for it if they offered it to me. Cool, cool. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm making one of those swords specifically in case I get the chance. Oh, cool. oh very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, film your episode in Connecticut? Hmm? Did you film your episode in Connecticut? Or New York. Or New York. I'm not exactly sure if I'm allowed to tell you that. Okay. All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> we 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 are well aware of shooting locations. Used to be based in New York, and then they have moved to a Connecticut location, which I believe the judges um, have mentioned a number of times on their Instagram posts and stuff. Okay. Uh, well, then in that case, I can tell you I am at their second location. Got it. I will tell you which location that is. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're we're based not far from there so that's why we okay. like to ask uh, to see if uh and ask for tours <laughs> they won't let you they have guards oh. hmm. interesting so fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right any other questions here uh, was there anything you were hoping to talk about that you you know wanted us to ask Honestly, I'm willing to talk about anything. You could ask me how my day was, and I'd tell you. <laughs> well, how was your day? Uh, not very productive, but I did one thing. I glued handle scales on something. All right, well, that's something. If they don't yeah. come off, then it was a day yeah. well spent. 
I spend my day making PDF files, so that's probably a little better than what I was working on. Um, yeah, well, this is my actual job. It is a company that I pay taxes on, so right, yeah. I mean, do it at least every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Usually every day, even on my days off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to make that paper, right? If that's yeah. what you're doing for work, you got to get make that money. Yeah, make money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of money, that leads to our final question then. What did you do with the ten grand that you won? Currently, nothing. Okay. I only got it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and right. It took two weeks to clear. So. So, do you have plans for it? Um, I'm planning on buying a forge press. Okay. Uh, Coal Ironworks, if you know what that company is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to buy, uh, I think it's their 16 plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Hopefully it's, it fits inside my shed. <laughs> 100 square foot shed and it should just fit. We just need to reinforce the floor some. We'll get through the door. Tilt it. Okay. <laughs> I've done that before. I measure the space. I'm like, yes, and then I can't get it through the door to get it to the space. Yeah. It's a double door, but it's only six feet tall. Uh, the the press itself is seven foot three inches, so it needs to go up a ramp, anyways. It's going to be tilted. Oh yeah, right. you should be good. <laughs> all righty. Well, that's all the questions that we had for you. Um, we appreciate you coming on with us and going through your episode and filling us in on some of uh, maybe what we don't see when we watch the episode. That tends to be the most common co- <laughs> comment that we get is that you don't know what's going on because you're not there. So it's always great when we can have somebody come on and, oh, and, and tell us. One thing that I need to mention is that uh, all of those interviews that they do are filmed after everything happens. Right, yeah. So if you just look at the look on someone's face or how they're speaking, you can pretty much tell what happened to them in that round. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Good to keep in mind. Yep. And so, yeah, I guess with that, um, let's wrap it up. So your Instagram, uh, I know you have the Igneous Edge Tools Instagram for your company. Correctly, yeah, good. <laughs> Most people, when they first see it, think it's ingenious, which actually sounds better sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any uh, other uh, websites or anything? Uh, I have the company account Igneous Edge Tools Instagram. There's my personal Instagram, which you can also talk to me through, which is my whole name, Connor Julius Myers Norton. Actually, it's Connor J. Myers Norton, sorry. And then there's also the Igneous Edge Tools website, which you can place orders through. Um, Literally the first thing that pops up when you type in Igneous Edge Tools on Google, so that's good. Perfect. It's one of the pros of having a very unique name. Yeah, no one else says that. That's true, that's true. Well, thanks again for coming on with us. We really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll contact you if we have some forging questions in the, in the coming months as we put together some, uh, our forge here. You can, uh, you can Instagram me. You can throw something in a comment. I don't know, Skype me. I don't care. Cool, man. Awesome. 
I'm bored. I'm lonely. <laughs> no one talks to me. Lonely condor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a guy in a shed all day. Yeah. That's just litter. That's an interesting way to think about it. But at least it's a company. Yeah. That you, you're working for. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Well, it is fun until your shoulders go out and your knees hurt and your back hurts and you have a headache and you have tinnitus. Although I've had tinnitus since I was 12, so that doesn't count. That's minor details. <laughs> and I have a lot of those same symptoms and I work at a desk all day, so I really that just comes with age, I guess. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Uh, alrighty Let's, we're going to let you go thanks again for, for talking with us uh, thanks everybody for watching the interview remember to follow him check out his page um, order some knives from him and we will catch you in the next interview bye bye, bye.